Broad Street Bully Podcast. Talking Flyers hockey. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's episode 344 of the Broad Street Bully Podcast. How you doing? The fightings. The fightings. I mean, the Flyers. I mean, why are you here? I don't know. It's a question we can all talk about. What's up? It's Drew Papsky along with Jeff and Doyle. And coming back to the show, a very special guest. It's been like, I don't know, since January, maybe? Back when we thought this team had a snowball's chance in hell of actually doing something. I mean, by doing something, we mean trade Drew in two months, which they did. Uh, We have Joe the Rat returning. He's back. Um, who's worse, the Flyers or the Sixers? I, I think, I don't know yet. I, don't, I think it's too early to tell. I mean, really. But uh, I, Honestly, though, the Flyers didn't start losing until the Sixers started losing, so I think it's just the, the stink of failure got on them from the Sixers. So I, it's, it's probably the Sixers, right? I mean, they do play in the same building. Guys, the Flyers are no longer in first place, but they are now tied for second in the Metro. They are 3-1-0 at six points. Some of you guys are like, wait a minute, they played games this weekend. Yeah, well, guess what? They played Saturday and Sunday night, and uh, we don't got time for that. We got bronchitis. So this this is all. We are just taking in what happened after the Flyers' little mini Florida back-to-back and uh, ensuing practice days after that. We don't know what happened in the Nashville game. You do. You're welcome. Thank God you have the uh, – beauty of hindsight we don't know what happened in the sharks game but we don't know what happened with the phillies but god damn it i'm hoping the phillies by the time this episode comes out are on the way to the world series god damn hot damn good time to be a philly sports fan if you like baseball and football wouldn't you say yeah i would say everything's going well in philly except for the sixers right now and the murders but the murders have calmed down since since the eagles and fly the phillies i think the murders have calmed down the murders are kind of always a problem they just never really go away yeah they just keep going up and up and up just like the stock market right until 1929 oh geez so geez it's like my retirement account looking bleak yeah well you're not retiring anytime soon this is fiscal chat with the broad street bully podcast hey so what cryptocurrency are you investing in we're going to say that if we say that with the word cryptocurrency and bitcoin at least 10 times a podcast we'll (laughs) we'll skyrocket up in the algorithm somehow you gotta start you gotta start it off with that like that guy that you always used to listen to hey the blockchain backer (laughs) (laughs) hey what's going on everybody (laughs) I, i haven't listened to that guy in forever but whatever sounded like an awful carnival barker that was actually the job when I took that little test in school, what I should be when I grow up. That's what actually it said. It was like, Carnival Barker number one, two, <laughs> Mediocre Flyers I podcast host. <laughs> Freak show. And three, diaper wear. Okay. <laughs> diaper wear. I'm walking now, no people. I'm walking. I'm walking, and the Flyers are walking right up and down. The lineup here, they made some Come moves this week. The baddest man in the world. What? Die-die model. <laughs> Listen, my late my my Bobby Brink surgery went well. I'm walking finally. I'm off the crutches. I'm a little sore, but I got my my cold diaper machine that's just nice to ice down my hip, and I feel good afterwards. So you know what? God bless sports medicine. So I don't know what men are talking if you about. Could be a carnival a carnival act. Would you be the fat guy that takes the cannonball to the stomach? No, I would be the drown the clown guy. Just go. <laughs> you throw like your sister, even though she's dead. Just be a real asshole, and everyone laughs at you. <laughs> The obvious away. answer is to just identify as the bearded lady, and then you don't really have to do anything. Just eat fried chicken. For that. Shut up. I can yeah. wear a wig, Doyle. Yeah. God. You can obviously tell that that's fake. <laughs> just wear a carrot top wig. <laughs> <laughs> just a bunch of props. <laughs> Jesus. But I'd be like the magician act, getting shaved 
down, but it's just your balls. My, my big my big ball joints are getting pre, shaved down. Yeah. 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 Seriously. Now, the fact that Bobby Brink had two torn ones, I'm like, I kept, I said to my surgeon, my my follow-up, I'm like, so I wonder why I start worrying about this one. He's like, yeah, when you're going to the operating room, you kept talking about that. When you're, I was like, yeah, I'm just really worried I'm going to have to get a surgery again. He's like, oh, we'll worry about that when we get there. I don't think. You should be fine. But I'm like, it happened to Bobby Brink, and we're both high-level athletes, so you never know. What's going to happen? I could do both, kid, but I can't charge your insurance for... Yeah, no, it's like the sons of bitches. <laughs> but before we get into how the Flyers are going to finish up October, we have a couple things. Since the last time we spoke with you guys, a couple things have happened. We talked about how Ristolainen and Atkinson were day-to-day. That is no longer the case. Ristolainen is now on the IR, along with Owen Tippett and Sean Couturier. That's no new news, but Ristolainen is still out. Because of that... Igor Zamula has been called up and got to, is getting some action at the NHL level, finally, uh, this season, made his debut. McEwen was called up because, uh, you know, they didn't really like what Lachinsky was doing. So McEwen got to be a like great third-line prolific winger. And the Flyers also added Lucas Sedlak, who last played for, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Tortorella a few years back to add some more grit and, like, responsible defensive hockey to that fourth-line role. And uh, Sandstrom made his season debut, so a couple small transactions and things going on with that. Uh, Sandstrom obviously backing up Carter Hart in the back-to-back games in Florida. But, Joe, I'm going to start with you. What you what have you learned this week? Or know what, since we haven't talked to you in a while, what have you learned about the Flyers so far this season since our uh, millions and millions of our listeners haven't heard from you in a while? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a very small sample size, as as we've mentioned already. Um, but the biggest thing that I've learned this season so far is that no matter what the Flyers do, they will always flyer and piss off the fan base because even winning games does not make fan base happy. I, I actually agree with that because I've been bitching. People are like, oh, the Flyers, man, you must be psyched. They're, I'm like, no, this is the one year I don't want them to do this. No. <laughs> and, like, I, I don't know. I, I hate to be, like, a, a curmudgeonly old bastard, but I just really – can we just please just get a good draft pick? Because this is not meant. To, not this is not going to last. Well, just remember what. Even if they do finish last, there's no guarantee they get Bedard. It's like actually, you're going to lose your second round draft pick for some weird contract thing, and it's then JVR again. It's going to all come back around. <laughs> We're going to get second overall pick and lose it, and then, yeah. I mean, but yeah. but I think the top five are supposed to be good, right? Yeah, obviously Connor Bedard, right, is, is the stud. But they're like the top five picks are supposed to be really good. I think they said the top three are supposed to be, like, franchise-changing type players. When's the last time we had one of those? Like a top pick that was bona fide? Ryan White. <laughs> last year, we traded him to Florida. Well, yeah, I mean, Giroux is a, a franchise uh, a franchise player, but, like, he's not a generational talent. I mean, like he McDavid went to or Ottawa, Crosby. right? Also, Drew and was drafted, he, like, later in the first round. He went to Ottawa, and they only gave him an A, which probably calls into question his leadership shut up Jeff never been we're not doing here. this I just I saw a video it's, he scored <laughs> he scored and his wife and kid were in the uh in the stands and they were going nuts he's having a great time over there so I'm happy well, for yeah him. he's playing for his hometown team and he gets to kid, he gets his to be, hometown which is up. like 14 hours away but oh, it's Canada it's all relative it's it's Canadian yeah. miles yeah, remember we asked that Mike to kilometers. <laughs> Mike Bomber, like, how far away is Hearst, Ontario, so we can get those Claude Giroux shirts because he's, like, the mascot of the hockey team there. And he's like, so that's a good, like, 12-hour drive yeah. from. Yeah. It's, it's very far. That's a good 12 hours, bud. <laughs> it's, I don't know if that's the way Mike Bond talks. We were trying to get him to go buy one from the stadium and ship it to us. He's like, yeah, I yeah. sorry. <laughs> But yeah, go listen to Mike Bonnet, Scuttlepuck is a good buddy of ours. We haven't had him on in a while, but um, 
But Joe, I think you're right, man. Like they, for some reason, uh, Flyers fans can't be happy. But I do also identify with that sentiment because I. This is why I didn't want Tortorella to come here. Now, it's good. I don't. I don't get it personally. Like I. I understand the idea behind a tank in any sport, but I feel like it's so like a lottery in hockey, like even more than any other sport. I think it's the hardest to do in hockey because anything, literally anything can happen at any time. Um, Yeah. We saw, we saw what happened when we lucked into the number two pick uh, for Nolan Patrick. Dude's not even playing. He's probably never going to play hockey again. And I mean, Connor McDavid's probably Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews are probably the last two like quote unquote generational talents. Toronto Maple Leafs haven't made it out of the first round of the playoffs yet with him. And uh, Connor McDavid hasn't made it to the Stanley Cup yet. So I don't think necessarily getting that generational talent or having a very high draft pick is the end all be all in hockey. I would much prefer focus on getting exactly what Tortorella is doing thus far, reshaping the culture of the franchise, which is like getting the locker room in order, um, making sure that people understand what their responsibilities are, doing their jobs, and ultimately having that sense of camaraderie and like teamwork that is so important in hockey. I mean, we've the fact that we're three and one right now with seven, I wouldn't say stars, but starters, uh, on like injury right now is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, the Flyers are also one of the youngest teams in the NHL. They're below the average. Their average age is below twenty seven. The average age is like twenty eight point something. They're like a younger team because of all these young guys playing. And you are right. I mean, yeah, that I obviously I'm not mad they're winning. I keep like saying, Oh, I want them to lose, but like obviously I but but I, I don't it is good to see uh, it's working out a little bit so far, and they are learning, and maybe this will help develop some of the talent a little better because these guys will come to the NHL like, oh, where's Connecting and Provorov, these fucking studs, and then they'd be, like, wishy-washy. Um, what I learned, what I was going to talk about this week, is Travis Konechny is off to a hot start. Uh, as of this recording in the first four games, he has four goals and two assists. He's up there in the top of the league. I mean, obviously it's early. Like, you can score a few goals in bunches, and all of a sudden you're one of the top 15, you know, point getters, but... He's benefiting from this, and I think it's because uh, it lit a fire under his ass. Konechny, you know, has sometimes he gripped a stick a little too tightly and missed the top left, you know, all the time. It's it's working for him so far. It's working for a couple other guys. So maybe yeah, we'll see some more flyer success. But I think that um, that Panthers game, they got exposed from uh, too many counterattack odd man rushes. They were giving up shorthanded uh, breakaways or short man, shorthanded odd man rushes and just – being outclassed by a good team, which I expect to see this early in the season, especially as they adjust and with this roster being so depleted. I also don't think TK was that bad this year or that last year, right? Like compared to this year, it's the same style of play. He's just hitting the net now. Like, well, yeah, he had a terrible shooting percentage last year. Yeah. He was shooting like seven percent. Yeah, but I also think like me the- on shell. <laughs> I also think, but I also think that no, Doyle shooting the pads, I crash the net, we'll hit it every time. Two way forward, be yeah. That was the game plan. Yeah, it's like Doyle. This is the game plan. We gotta fucking chip away at the what's that? What the, the goals? Uh, but yeah, I mean the, the shooting percentage has changed. It's better for him, but also I think his just I think the approach to the team game and the, his whole line is better. I mean he's getting he's also getting first line minutes now that Claude Giroux's gone. So. He's he's up there with like Farabee and Hayes right now, and they're doing their thing. Couturier's not there. Uh, Morgan Frost also showing some uh, more improved play since last year. I think structure is helping these younger guys. 
Uh, Zach that McEwen. one T goal he had was very nice. The whose goal? His one T goal. Oh yeah. Um, also, how about the uh, brothers Kate still staying in the lineup, including uh, Noah getting a goal, game-winning goal against the uh, not Bulls. just a goal. Like I watched that replay; that goal was awesome. He flipped it by Vasilevsky, like, he like yeah, pickpocketed and then like went bar down on Vasilevsky. Yeah, which was pretty impressive. So, um, I mean, that was that was. I remember watching the Phillies. They were down two nothing. I'm watching the Phillies going. Jesus Christ! Okay, I'm flicking back and forth. The Sixers started that night. It was a great night in Philly sports. Well, unless you're the Sixers, that's that's a different podcast. We'll become a Sixers <laughs> podcast usually around January every year. So we'll, we'll talk to talk to us then. Uh, but yeah, I was like, oh my god, they're down by two nothing, and like all of a sudden I look, it's two one, then it's two two. I'm like, holy shit! As soon as the Phillies were over, I watched the rest of the game and I couldn't believe that they were able to come back. So that's really, really, uh, um, the Flyers have come back, but I'm still concerned that in the long run, the body of work is they get behind or they're giving up too many. Um, chances the other way on the counterattack, and they're just not that talented to cover up that for long. But we'll see. Well, I yeah. mean, also, we're saying not, this. The roster's not built to be a Stanley Cup contender, but you're seeing promising uh, strides forward in just in, instilling some kind of system that works. Uh, gap control, gap control, covering the deep box, right? All the all the phrases we use, but um, getting on the forecheck. And that's one of the reasons Tortorella said he sent Lachinsky down. He said, he said something along the lines of, I'm tired of watch, sitting on the bench and trying to find him. I don't want to have to look for him out there. He's not really doing much. His forechecking hasn't been that great, so he sent him back down to Lehigh um, after Lachinsky was getting a little bit of looks at the NHL level. And then he had a, a Lucas Sedlak there to help round out his play, and he knows him pretty well. So that's going to round out. But we have Nick DeLaurier and Zach McEwen playing. So we're the Broad Street Bullies again, guys. I'm waiting for that uh, that uh, comparison to be made. But we've got two goons. Uh, Doyle, what have you learned? Uh, I learned that the Flyers don't suck yet. Well, also we're saying this. It could have got blown out 7 nothing in the game. We don't have the, uh, the future's uncertain and the end is always near, as Jim Morrison <laughs> once said. Yeah, they could be 3-3 three and three by, by the time this podcast comes out. As of this recording, the Flyers have a plus-4 goal differential, much better. Um, their power play is hitting 25%, much improved since last year, small sample size, but still, power play looks a lot better. Penalty kills around the middle of the pack on the uh, the the top fifteen as opposed to the bottom fifteen. Um, so those things look good. Now the Predators or Sharks game could have changed everything. However, they're playing the Predators away. They're coming home on Sunday, and I'm sure some people that listen to this probably go to the game on Sunday. Because if you go in there early, a little small cool thing they're doing. They're letting people in early to watch the Phillies game on the jumbotron with dollar dogs and five dollar beers. Hot damn! If I actually want to go to a Flyers game, I might do that. Also, but. the return of Oscar Lindblom. Oh, it is. That's right. The Sharks. Nobody you know, cares about that. It's cheap hot dogs. Oscar Lindblom sucks. We waved him, remember? We don't like him anymore. We waved him and replaced him with a much better option for four years, Nick Delarier. Yeah, clearly. So, the Flyers don't suck yet as of this recording, but this all could change. You know, it, uh, Philly sports live and die by one game at a time, which is always great during an 82 game season. I understand it more in football, but Jesus Christ. I'm waiting for that to fall apart. Jeff, what have you learned? I learned that uh, everything John Tortorella said in the summer is actually going to happen. Uh, so I think it was last week Doyle texted after one of the games, and he's like, man, Hayden Hodgson looked like like shit. I can't believe he's just going to be in the lineup because like Chuck Fletcher likes him. And then I finished reading that text message, and then I opened up my emails, and it was the emails from the Flyers saying that like Hodgson had been sent down, and they were calling up Phantoms. Play- like, uh, I think it's when they called up 
uh, Zach Mack. So I was like, oh, wow. Like, Tortorella saw something he didn't like, called it out, and then was like, he will go to the Phantoms now and fix what he's doing wrong. And I don't think that happened a lot under previous regimes where they were just like, oh, cool, you didn't back check, but it's not a big deal. You've been here for seven years, so you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, instilling the discipline and getting everyone to be accountable and play the right way. If you watch the... um before the first game, they played a little bit of the locker room. His speech he gave them saying about it's not about winning or losing. It's about playing the right way and um, establishing good habits and playing for each other and all those things. And I was like, God, that sounds like a little league coach. But that shit works. Well, apparently, so if the rumors are true, the Flyers were so buddy-buddy that nobody yelled at each other. And uh, Tortorella needs to be, like, the bad guy in that situation and pit them against each other to make them play better. That's what he does all the time. He's always like, he's like, I don't care. I'm going to call you guys out. And they almost like, it's like in every sports movie when the co- coach is an asshole. D3 Muddy Ducks, great example. Coach O'Brien's a real jerk off. Everyone bands together against him, but they realize they teach him how to play two-way hockey. And now Konechny's, yes. now Konechny's on the penalty kill on back checking. See, back to my original point. Travis Konechny's on fire. It all comes back around. Mighty Ducks coach's daughter is handy capable. Yes. He has to ice skate with her in her wheelchair. If she just had a cold diaper like me, she probably would have been better off. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that technology didn't exist when D three was shot. No, that's so. exactly. The ice, dude, the ice, the cold therapy machine. Highly recommend. Love it. Anyway, speaking of which, at my physical therapy office, I oh, our t shirts hanging up in the uh, in in the uh, the room, which I thought was kind of cool with all the other like local t shirts. So that means people are like, oh, let me look it up, and they'll hear this and go, why the hell is that on the wall? Do they <laughs> do they vet this? <laughs> How did this guy afford die die? Uh, treatment <laughs> dick 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 fart see it's just <laughs> grow up uh man the flyers are going to wrap up october obviously i told you there's no sharks or preds coverage sorry we're not going to stay up on a late sunday night to give you what you want but i'm hoping to be watching the the fightings uh finish finish up business on sunday afternoon at the bank uh but the flyers finish up october with only two games this week they have thursday against the panthers they return home for a 7 p.m. start to maybe get some revenge from last week. And Saturday night, they have the Hurricanes for 7 p.m. to finish out October. They're off on Halloween, and then November starts a nice, rigorous schedule of, uh, you know, on the road. And then they have some divisional games coming up against the Rangers and the Blue Jackets in that month, along with some Penguins and Capitals and Islanders at the end of the, the month to round it out, including a Black Friday uh, 5.30 p.m. home game against the Penguins, which should be a good one. But uh, the, they have a lot of things to do before then. So I already heard what you guys learned. Um, and, and Isimov, he's still on a tryout. He's hurt. Are we ever going to see this guy in a lineup, you think? They never actually signed him because he's not healthy. But, like, since he's on a tryout, they don't have to do anything. It's kind of like when they signed uh, Chris Stewart kind of late, I guess. Once he's healthy, I, I assume that he'll be signed, right? Be they like need, a, like, a bottom center who's more reliable. Are you telling me that Noah Cates isn't it? I mean, wouldn't you like to have Artem and Isimov as a backup in case Noah Cates doesn't work out? Oh, yeah, I definitely would, especially if he's not going to play anywhere else. They can sign him for cheap. And, I mean, at this this point, if Anisimov hasn't signed, it'll be the league minimum, so it's not like Chuck Fletcher's doling out a lot of money. Yeah. Although people panicked when the Flyers reported that they turned in their lineups at zero salary cap and then not realizing that, like, all the long-term IR implications that were going to happen after that. That's because of the implication. I just – I worry about – I worry about that just because, in general, they're going to have some salary things to deal with because when these guys start – well, Couturier should hopefully come off the IR at some point in my life. So that that's going to be uh, – Tippett doesn't make that much money, but Couturier is definitely the big salary chunk on there. And Ristolainen, too. They have to be mindful of that 
because as of right now, they're using about uh, they have zero cap space right now, and they have, I mean, they have thir- about thirteen million on IR, fourteen and a half million. That's just about not ideal. So they're going to have to make some moves. So I think signing Anissa Mob also is is worrisome, depending on you know how you're going to do that because a lot of the guys you can send down that are waiver exempt are only going to get you about eight hundred grand of cap relief. That's pretty much it. Well, uh, I mean, but who's if the Flyers run into any injury issues, who realistically would they sign for as cheap as an Easton? Well, they just signed. The guys already went through camp and has been here with the team and knows like what to expect. But so. they signed Lucas Sedlak for that reason, I think. Well, they signed Sedlak because they didn't like what's his yeah. face. Uh, but I mean, uh, that's eight hundred grand though, McEwen's right there. Play. That could have been well, Easton yeah, money. and he is he's also a former Torts uh, played with him at Columbus, so Tortorella knows what he's getting. Yeah. Because uh, Louis Belpito, I mean, his Belpidio, we could take him off the roster, but it's only so. <laughs> I got that email and was like, who the hell is Belpidio? That was one all the depth signings they made on free agency day. Everyone's <laughs> like, no Johnny Hockey, you signed these bums? Uh, I was like, oh, Felix Sandstrom, cool. That's a name I recognize. And it was like, Belpidio. And it's like, who is this guy? Are they just playing jokes with us? Louis Belpidio. I think this is just all Chuck Fletcher's big. Uh, uh, he's a he's a big fan of Italians. He's been adding these. I don't know if he's actually Italian. Just sounds like that. Between D'Angelo and Belpidio, it's like, oh, we fucking uh, Columbus Day is uh, in full force and fly his country. You know, yeah, it's gonna have Italian a nice Italian players and gabagool. Speaking of which, I should go to the fuck. I should go to the Italian shop today and get a sandwich. I'm feeling that today, boys. I was a little hungover this morning. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, that shouldn't be a surprise. No, nah, it happens to the best of us. I quit drinking for like three days and I got right back on the horse. Four days two days whatever fine i didn't drink for the weekdays <laughs> hey you know what <laughs> i'm having myself a mini pandemic right now i was not able to really go out of the house much i was stuck in ha- i've never had such so many uh so much time on my netflix queue i could it could have been worse all right i'm doing much better this time around being on lockdown and i couldn't even walk in the house just carrying <laughs> carrying a drink or a beer across the room required me to put both crutches in one hand and limp over so now i'm able to walk it's like drinking's back on the menu boys that's uh you have to i'll find it for you and give it to you it's the uh bandolier of like koozie holders so you put it around your your chest and it can hold six beers next time i get my big ball shaved i'll make sure i uh i have that on uh yeah you gotta go back in for your second one because the doctor didn't want to charge or wants to charge insurance twice so no dude i hope i get a beer belt to put around the cool diaper and that keeps the beer's cold and then i'll have to buy the bigger size because i imagine if i go down i go on the lamb again for a month i'll definitely need a bigger size because i've been fighting fighting off the lbs when you can't move for a month i tell you fucking he's just gonna keep his cold diaper to cool his beers now are you kidding me insurance company they're like we'd like to take back your your die die now that you've recovered and you're like no precious (laughs) dude i really do love it it's it's so nice i haven't used the heating part yet but i just love the cold part the heating part is supposed to be pretty good too but um. Yeah. Drew's cold. Just always gonna be wearing a cold diaper now. Every time you guys come over, I'm just like, Drew, you, you, you've been out of surgery for three years. It's like, dude, the cold therapy works. I tell you, I can't walk without it. <laughs> just get a big lazy boy chair and make it your throne. You're like, die, die, time. Dude, I spent the first like I spent the first week just eating like weed edibles to avoid taking Percocets and sitting on there in a rec- lazy boy recliner with that on, just watching TV, just laying in every half hour here. Just if you're the, the cold rush to your leg, you're like, oh, this feels so good. There's a couple of physical therapy, uh, f- physical therapist fans here. Like, yeah, this guy knows what he's talking about. It's changing the game. <laughs> this, this is going to be new my recovery podcast, and then eventually be my alcohol this, addiction recovery. This podcast. guy die dies. <laughs> 
I should that should be my new company. I'm gonna start. It's my new startup. <laughs> this guy die dies. That's so stupid. This guy die die guy. Die guy. Oh my there we god. Go. Yeah. Uh, good thing we know a lawyer and a doctor who can back up all your medical claims. Yeah, well, just like seven out of ten people smoke Lucky Strikes and feel healthier. Doctors approve. This is Doctor Mike, and there's no all news. Of Drew's claims are true. <laughs> <laughs> doctor Mike's an idiot. He would never know. He would never know. I just tell him what to say. Um, but yeah, what do you guys? Uh, so, what do you see happening for the rest of this month moving forward with these games? I mean. We got the Panthers and the Hurricanes, two very good teams. Obviously, the Hurricanes, some people are favoring them to possibly win the division uh, and go make a run in the playoffs. They're at the same they're, – they're like 3-1 and one like us, though, as of this recording. What do, we, what do you guys see happening here? Do the Flyers uh, stand up to the challenge of playing uh, two of the better teams in the East this week? Do they, they – they've been playing every team pretty close. Do they finally get blown out? I mean, what, what do we expect here? I mean, I know we have a smaller sample size. We didn't watch them play this weekend, but – what do you guys what do you guys see happening? Well, they are relying on some very impressive goaltending right now as well. I feel like Carter Sandstrom. Hart has like a ridiculous save percentage. But Carter Hart sucks and they should have traded him, right? Um Yeah, he's always hurt. Yeah. Felix Sandstrom too also looked good in his season debut. Overall, he was playing out of his mind. Um Yeah, he kept him in the game. He definitely did and Better than Troy Grosnick. Who? Um, yeah, I don't know. No, I mean, I feel like Sandstrom is, is probably ready to take the next step to be, like, official backup. I don't know if being number one in the Phantoms is going to really help him. And then, you know, if he gets better, he either gives Carter Hart a run for his money or we trade him or we trade Carter Hart. We'll I don't keep, know. At this point, who the fuck cares? We'll keep, I, him, as honestly. A, we'll keep him as a backup. Yeah, or that. I have to think there's probably some merit behind the Flyers, like, quick start here based on Tortorella's camp. Like, being a little bit more conditioned than any of the other teams. Because let's be honest, I don't think other than some, like, general fundamentals of Tortorella's system, I don't think they really have a system in place right now. Um, It's just discipline. It's just discipline to whatever they're doing. It's, like, just supporting. It's, like, it's just discipline and grit and hard work. Like, their board play... Joe, to add to your point, I'm sorry to cut you off, but their board play this season, in the early part of the season, they've been winning way more one-on-one battles, which they were losing uh, a lot last year, especially when the end of the season was dragging on. They were just kind of giving up. They were just losing so many board battles. No one was really caring. Yeah. Um, So I I wonder if it has anything to do with just a hot start because they were a little bit more ready to play or ready to prove something compared to a lot of their other opponents thus far in the season. Um I also can't help but get something like out of my head that says this team, the makeup of this team, like the roster isn't terribly far off from what we saw the last time we were excited about the flyers, which was the COVID bubble. And I I don't know. I just have this weird feeling in me that these players all have that same capability they had that season they just haven't cared or been forced to care. When Niskanen broke their heart, their heart, you mean they've been never been the same. 
Well, it's funny how we have uh, decent at best, well, no, more than decent at best defensemen with Ivan Provorov, and Ivan Provorov looks like a completely different person to start the season than he has in the past two years. Well, yeah, I know. minus the Ellis, the short stint with Ellis, he looked really good in the preseason with him, and then we saw what happened. But actually, let's talk about that for a second. What do you guys think of D'Angelo? I've, um, I mean... Minus his Twitter. Not that I care about that shit. Everyone's going. I have to. I, I feel like it's every not time just Twitter, it's fighting his own teammates and getting socked in the face. Yeah, by, but uh, Ray Emery did that too, and no one gave him as much shit. But Ray Emery didn't have Twitter back then. He just would go crazy and punch people, and then you know that ended. <laughs> um, poor guy. Loved Ray. Uh, but Ray Emery was like that too when he was younger and had to learn and figure that shit out. Ray Emery actually, I think, had more recorded incidents of violence and threats and all that shit. And if you look at D'Angelo so far, every time I see someone tweet or put a post on like, so it's like Tony D'Angelo with a great look today at the Flyers warm-ups. And it's like, everyone's like, cool, love hometown guy. And always, there's always like 500 comments like talking shit. I'm like, can we just let that shit go? What do you guys think about T- D'Angelo so far? TD. Uh, I think he brings a much needed fresh breath to the power play. He has looked good on the power play. With him and Farabee mostly manning the points, if I do remember correctly. Or a little weird little uh, kind of like them. Yeah, them running the points in the first unit. Definitely getting some good looks and good puck movement. And shots on the net. Not just towards the net. Actually on net. Uh, even his wristers from the point. He's just a smart shooter so far. Not I mean, like a huge he was, cannon. He was he was a top guy on a much better Hurricanes team. So for Flyers fans to be like, oh, I hate him. He shouldn't play here. You're just being... That's just your opinions marring um, the truth. Uh, if... The Flyers want to be better. You should probably get a top guy from another team to play defense for this team so we don't have to watch Nick Sealer uh, do whatever the fuck Nick Sealer does. Or Justin Braun playing on the top here. Well, Justin Braun looks, not to get sidetracked, but looks cooked. He is done. He is a horse that needs to be shot. He's playing, once again, above where he should be playing. He right? should be a third-pairing defenseman at this point of his career, but Nick Sealer has to feel that role because, you know, yeah, because Rasmus Ristolainen can't yeah. start a season healthy. That speaking of speaking of uh, the Tony D'Angelo thing, I remember when they they made the trade for him. I was just confused, and a lot of that I think. So so far, it looks like it's okay. It's still early. I remember that over the summer we were kind of bitching a lot about what was going on. I think as I felt personally in the summer, I felt lost as a Flyers fan, as someone who I think I like to pride myself in knowing a little bit about the team. Obviously, been doing this shit long enough. I couldn't believe that they were making these moves because we looked like we cleared space for Johnny Gaudreau. We didn't get him. Uh, we felt like there was a, the last few seasons have brought apathy to all time high, and I'm like, they fucking trade for D'Angelo? Are you kidding me? Like, is this going to replace Ellis? Ellis is never playing. I think a lot of that was coming from the the Ellis situation. But so far, maybe I should be eating my crow because he's looked pretty good. I mean, obviously the season's early. Uh, they extended Sandheim as well, so maybe just maybe we were wrong. I think the big problem with that too is just they they gave away so much draft capital over the last two years because you have to you give up the first round pick to get Ristolainen whatever additional pick there you give up the picks to get Gossespierre off the roster then you give up even more picks to get Tony D'Angelo on the roster when they're kind of like everybody views them as similar players even though D'Angelo is much better on the power play than Gossespierre is. Yeah, it's true. The Flyers don't have a second round pick the next two years. And that's mostly because of the uh, they don't they don't have, they actually have two third round picks this year because of the draft, the trades they made. Uh, but yeah, they don't have that. They I do have two first round picks. So basically, that Florida pick should be like a second round pick. But 
That's I, I, I Doyle, thanks for bringing it up. I forgot. So now I remember why I was so angry. That's right. Angry. We traded all, all these defensemen. Bristol Line and then D'Angelo. But yeah. Um, but so far, so good. It looks like it's working out. Joe made the point. Provorov looks way better when he has an actual capable partner. Now, you can say it's a knock on Provorov all you want. I don't care as long as the kid's playing well. Also, he's playing now, a more structured system. With a, He's not the only guy playing. Provorov plays pre-disciplined hockey usually. And I also feel like since John Tortorella came in and has instilled some sort of responsibility and accountability in the locker rooms, Tor- uh, Provorov has looked markedly better. And I wonder if, like last year, he was the only person taking it seriously and everybody else was like, uh, who cares? Where are we going to get wings after the game? And Provorov was like, dude, can you just please hit the gym so we can stop losing so many games? And then everybody was like, shut up, nerd. And then Provorov was like, I'm just going to go home and be sad. Joe, was it you who was on the uh, Pro Rob's Gone Bad? Or was that Jim? I think uh, it was Jim was very convinced. Okay, I remember Ang- we- our friend Angry Jim at High and Wide Radio said his inside sources said Provorov is definitely going to be traded by, I think, like the start of this year. He was looking to get out, yeah. But I think I, I, I yeah. couldn't remember because I know we had you and him on like at some point last year around the same time, and I couldn't remember. And you know what? Maybe he was. Like maybe he – listen, from the sounds of it, it's two completely different teams from last year to this year. So maybe Provorov was pissed off nobody was taking it seriously, and now he's like, holy shit, somebody's holding everybody accountable. This rules. I yeah. remember when we were in that free fall last year, um, right before the in November. Trade. Just kidding. <laughs> Elliot Freeman, I'm pretty sure, came out with a report. I don't know if it was in his 32 Thoughts or on a podcast, but I'm pretty sure I remember hearing about a lot of rift uh, with between front office and Ivan Provorov. Uh, and his camp. So whether or not those rumors were based around just trying to ups like jockey, like his value, because at that point in time, n- nobody on the flyers had value. Um, I, I, yeah. I don't really know what the merit behind that was, but I, Ivan Provorov's been this, he's on a similar trajectory of Travis Konechny where they're, they both came in right around the same time. Um, they both had these, you're going to be the next like leaders on this team mentality behind them. Everybody has bought in and yet they, they can't seemingly um, get on a one way train to that level as of yet. Uh, Whether or not they are able to prove that this year looks so, so far so good. Um, But either way, I I don't blame Ivan Provorov for anything. I don't blame any of the rumors uh, around him at all last year on performance or anything, because at that point, whether Provorov gave up or the rest of the team gave up and he was the only one who cared who it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like they, they all sucked. Didn't really add up. Well, yeah. Also something to keep in mind too. They've been here for a while, but Provorov and Konechny are only 25. They're both drafted in 2015. I remember like when we started this podcast, I think they were just drafted. Yeah. I think they were like, we started like a couple, we started in August, end of August of 2015. They were just drafted in 2015 in June. So they're still young and they still have that way to go. Now, if you want to look at something to think about, Sean Couturier is 29. When, when did Couturier really break out into a first line center role? About four years ago, when he was like 25, 26. So if you're looking at that trajectory, maybe, Joe, to add to your point, maybe that is actually going to happen. I don't know, uh, which is something I say a lot in this podcast. I don't act like I know, but I do know one thing. Everyone should get a diapy. Anyway, back to the Flyers. Um, do you think um, – all right. Let everyone me should have one, yeah. This very random <laughs> – I'm glad you asked. <laughs> very random hypothetical scenario. The Flyers are coming up on the trade deadline – 
they are out of a playoff spot. Maybe could see a path to a wild card, but it's probably not going to happen. But they're also in that middle of the pack where they're not going to get one of those top five or very unlikely that they're going to get one of those top five draft picks. Do we, what would your direction be for a lot of these guys like a Konechny who has a very tradable contract this year? Um, JVR, obviously we would love to get rid of, although this is the last year with him being on the book. So who cares? Um, But with some of these younger guys who have been in the system for a couple of years, do you sell shop on them or would you rather see it through uh, and kind of play the, play the cards the way they are at that point. Well, I think I think JVR, obviously, you can move the trade deadline, but it depends on where they're at. If they're like a bubble team, looks like they want to make a run, you have to weigh the risk. Is it worth to cut with some assets that you don't really need to get picks, or is it worth it to get some of these young guys a playoff experience? Because that's also important, too. So maybe that, I mean, I think, it, I don't know. I think... Uh, at least I'm, for JVR, it also determines how well he plays this year. Yeah, I mean, he he looks okay right now. He always he's he's always a pretty steady player. I know we give him a lot of shit, but he's always right. steadily like he produces. He's streaky. He does. He but does, if he, he has does his job, like if he has a decent like he has a decent amount of goals, his plays looking good. Then like at the trade deadline, the Flyers can go like, well, this is what you're going to get. Like you're going to get a playoff guy. But if he stinks it up all year, as nobody's really going to be interested in taking on JVR's contract for playoff help if he's been miserable all year. So yeah, but I don't know if I don't know if they're going to move on from these other players unless and they have to commit to a rebuild which they still haven't done and that they make that decision with the trade deadline i don't see them doing that i don't think they ever will well yes but if if they trade like connect near law and that sounds like a rebuild to me i don't does it if i don't think they're going to trade lawton after this year not not when tortorella is going he's the only guy who deserves a letter for terms of leadership I don't think Lawton's going to be. I just can't believe he works that hard on the ice every day when he's up late at night burying bodies. I just don't understand how. Well, he works hard all day, and then the adrenaline of the murder keeps him awake long enough to bury the body, and then he crashes. Like, I mean, Dexter would just show up to a crime scene for his job, but Lawton's like playing a professional sport. It's amazing what he does. I don't know. I mean, there's only really like two guys you can move on from, and that's Provorov and Konechny. Uh, Or Sandheim, who you just signed. (laughs) <laughs> that he's here for yeah i mean and like the problem with that too is like so you just ate up all of jvr's cap space that you're getting in the off season with that yes. so then you're basically running back the same team with only the possibility of escrow being paid in full to get up to four million dollars in cap space next year or one million if it isn't maybe they'll trade nick delaria maybe a team will if Ryan Ellis was decent. We all know how we could solve this problem. He just needs to retire. Well, yeah, he's never going to retire. You yeah, I mean, paid, I wouldn't retire either. I'm making yeah, six million dollars a year to kick off. dollars for the next five <laughs> yeah, years and don't have to do anything. <laughs> if, I'm not going to retire. Only if Mike Ratchy retired, you know. Where else do they have? Hatcher was on there for a while on the the books. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, I mean Hatcher and Ratsy were like the perennial long-term IRs for a long time. And then there was also the uh, on the Islanders. There was uh, what's his name? DiPietro. DiPietro Heard just collecting like three cash. years into a fourteen-year contract. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, that was rough. That was rough. I mean, look, it's Rizalov's dead cap is through twenty twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. doing it right now. The who are who's doing it right now with uh, Shea Weber? The Canadians? 
No, Vegas. Yeah. Vegas. Yeah, Vegas and Toronto have been just living in LTIR to somehow circumvent the cap legally. Toronto paid all that money to Matt Murray, and then we're like, oh, Jesus, he stinks. <laughs> and then he hurt himself, and they put him on long-term IR. Yeah, well, Dawson, don't forget that on LTIR, Patrick Brown's still there, guys. He's a, he's a game-changer. Right? Patty! He'll be gone after this year. It is So the thing is, the Flyers don't have many moves to make coming up they do have some more rfas on the books they have to figure out but well, that's what i mean it's like you either in. have to figure out of the movable people that you have who is good enough to stay or who can you trade off to get draft capital commit to a rebuild or try to you know trade player for player type of deal Hope Zamula and York take off. That way we can let Sealer and Braun walk out and get out of here. And then we or you know Sealer will be here for two years now. But um seventh defenseman only. And then hopefully uh guys like Morgan Frost on the, the one year prove it deal come around and Wade Allison stays healthy and continues to play and the the brothers uh the brothers Kate still play. Maybe. But they're really not giving themselves any room at free agency next year either, unless Doyle said, like, you make a trade for a player. I think more importantly this year is to find out what you got. You know, I feel like we've, we've been saying this, but yeah, like, it's, it's to find out what you have. Like, if the Cates brothers are going to be bottom line players, you need to know that now. Like, they need to put into, they need to put into perspective what they need to get either at the trade deadline or the draft. So, like, now it's I think just, we figuring all know out. what they need to get. They well, need to get a legitimate. But like, <laughs> top line players what they need to get a score yeah maybe they'll trade for claude drew connect me <laughs> need someone to dish him the puck oh claude drew will work yeah he's a good passer um yeah, it's problem solved claude drew. I... <laughs> feels like 2021 all over again <laughs> I, I, it's just katori uh, back this, this team's different if he's healthy um but they're maybe i mean maybe like i was wrong maybe this is called humble pie. This is uh, cold lotion. This is knowing that maybe I was wrong. Maybe Tortorella, maybe Tortorella is there to establish the actual culture and the work ethic we keep talking about, all those platitudes. But maybe it's there. That way we actually can get a good look about what we have as opposed to being like, well, they just aren't disciplined enough. That's why they're not good. Maybe we're going to actually exceed. Like, maybe these players are as good as we thought they were. Maybe they aren't as good as we thought they were. But at least we now know. And the veil is lifted from the, well, we just need uh, this to happen. It's like, no, he had overachieving teams in the past with lineups. However, Columbus actually had some players when he did it. But still, they had a lot of injuries. They didn't have that many players, though. I mean, they, yeah. had, they had a decent defense. And they had then they good had what? Well, Bob was a playoff choker. Yeah. Still is a playoff choker. The Flyers still let him go. I, had, yeah, I think let you one had... playoff choker go to keep the crazy guy, and then both of the backfired for both teams. Yeah. How's that first Golub jersey you have, pair, Jeff? David Savard. And then what was their what was their offense? Was Panarin there at the time or no? Yeah, they had Panarin for a couple years. Yeah. They had Barry and Gabrick many and, uh, years And what's ago. his name? Ed Atkinson? And Nick Foligno was there too? Mm-hmm. Felino was there. Who's the Wild Bill who they let go to? Uh, he Vegas? barely played though when he yeah. was there. That's uh, what they had. Sam Gagne in the bottom line with Scott Hartnell and Lucas Sedlak for a little while. Yeah, R.J. Emberg was there for a bit. <laughs> yeah, before we traded 
Hartnell for Umberger. <laughs> oh, my God. That's like the first year we did the podcast. Jesus. We've been doing this way too long. Joe, we're franchising out. You're taking over. You can pick your team. But we have to approve, and you have to pay us this much money a month. It's, we're going to franchise that little mini. We're going to take over yeah, the Flyers podcast. It's mostly, it's mostly the money we're looking for. Yeah, we don't, we don't uh, care. We'll sell out. We're whores now. Well, I've always been a whore, but I'm definitely a money whore now. Oh, yeah. I'm more a money whore than ever. Yeah. Got to pay for those uh, those beers. I mean, they those, used to do it for the love of the team, but honestly. Yeah. The insurance pays for those. Die, die, pie. Die, die, pie. Drew's uh, running a whole insurance fraud ring just to get cold die dies. So he never never has to worry about one breaking. They don't, they don't even take the the, uh, the the strap off of me when I'm walking out. I'm arrested with the diaper still on me and the hose <laughs> is just flapping, letting the fluid out as I'm walking. Have you ever tried to put on two die dies? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Have uh, you guys seen Radio Wars this week in Flyers podcasting? No, is this on Twitter? Because I'm like never on it anymore. Yeah, I'm completely yeah, I checked out for the most Twitter. part. I just, yeah. I'm just on a tweet about the Phillies and the Eagles when I want and just maybe a couple flyers things here and there. So, I mean, well, what are my rules here? Can I can I call out podcasts directly right here? I don't give a I shit. I mean, you're a guest. You're not us. Perfect. Um, <laughs> also, well, before you say this, I, I totally. Yeah, yeah hold, on. hold on. Stop. Let Drew go with the dis- uh, the the uh, disclaimer. Yeah, before you start, I totally endorse whatever you're about to fucking say. Go nuts. Okay, go ahead. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's not even call it's not even calling anybody out. It's just saying like fact of the matter of what the war currently is. Alternative facts, go uh, ahead. So we currently have a a beef between um Rush Joy at Snow the Goalie um and Jason Martinez at Flyers Daily. Um, going back and forth on Twitter about various he said, she said on various people's podcasts, taking exceptions to different people's social media presences. Um, it's really up and up right now. I think we should uh, I think we should really kind of try to find our way in to this. So Just you're to saying get... we need to stone cold Steve Austin our way entrance into the ring. What? Oh, hell yeah, Pilgrim. <laughs> I'll come down to Titan Tron. Stunner, I'll stunner Martinez. I like that. He's a nice guy, but I'll stunner him and I'll stunner Rush Joy. Flip up everyone, yeah. drink beers, and um, <laughs> make out with Bill Metz. It'll it'll be yeah. a, it'll be a good story. <laughs> I would a tough come, one. I would it's come one to pick sides for for uh, for another particular Flyers podcast, but I'm blocked by everybody on that. So yeah, that happens, man. What are you hmm. going to do? Which one would that be? Is that High on Wide Radio with our good friend Angry Jim? <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to the Phillies game tonight, would you take? Broad Street, and then if you're on Broad Street, would you go past the hockey place, the Broad Street hockey place, to get to the Philly Stadium? Is that uh, uh. <laughs> oh, Drew? I ran into people that they said they listened to us, so I had to make sure, as usual. <laughs> oh, dude, always it's on the bottom yeah, of our business like, card. Not Broad Street. It literally hockey. says it on our business card in yeah. quotes. Not Broad Street hockey, just because whatever. I like Bill, and I have no. Pro- I mean, I was on a podcast with uh, was Kelly. She's nice. I don't really know anyone else over there, um, but we have had Bill on the show a few times. Love him. Kelly's cool. Don't know anyone else. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, but at the bottom of the <laughs> – according to some of our listeners, though, they're not a fan of some people on that show. But everyone always goes, oh, yeah. I'm like, no, no, we're not through SB Nation. We are yeah, independent. Not, yeah. Yeah. Independent I'm journalism, like, baby. I, like, made sure that I said that. They're like, no, no, we listened to you. I was like, oh, wow. Well, I'm sorry for that. Yeah. And they're like, we're oh, not my God, S- you're Doyle? <laughs> You're actually Doyle? 
We're not on SB Nation. We don't need to worry about contract negotiations because none of us get paid for this. That's like the one time my sister, well, yeah, no one gets paid. It's like the one time my sister wore our T-shirt and she was like at a doctor's office like, oh my God, you you listen to that podcast? I love that. And she was like, I don't listen. It's my... uh, it's it's my uh, brother's podcast. She's like, oh my god! So you're which one? She's like, Drew. She's like Doyle. Like, no, Drew. She's like, oh my god! You're Drew's brother or Drew's sister? I was like, I was like, first of all, who is this broad? Second of all, what's her number? She's like, she wasn't cute. I'm like, all right, Doyle can have her then. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Every time I meet somebody who listens, at first I go just to make sure, like, just you're talking about us, and then it's just like, why? Why would you do this to yourself? <laughs> I don't know. I'm tired of listening to us already. We've only been talking for like 50 minutes. I know. Like, what 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 went wrong in your life that you want to listen to us talk about Drew, talk about Drew's cold die die? <laughs> Whatever. Hey, yeah, listen. Drew's cold diaper therapy. Actually, I'm gonna start the I'm gonna start the company. You know what's gonna be called? Dude, if we get Damn into it. that's that's basically what the podcast war is. We never really talk shit on other people's <laughs> podcasts. We're in a cold war. It's a it's a it's not a hot war. We just sit there and we just you know. It's gamesmanship. It's brinkmanship. It's uh, why would you make it just die die underwear when it could be full die die pants? <laughs> this is so stupid. Speaking of pants, <laughs> the last flyer thing I want to talk about before we end the show today. They unveiled their retro jerseys, and they're going to wear Cooperall style pants during warmups. And I mean, that's part of the whole getup is the Cooperalls. The jerseys, oh, not even oh that heck great. yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I guess the Stranger Things effect really is bringing the '80s back in full force right now. Everything's going right, back to the '80s. Did you see the rest of the jerseys though? Yes. Yeah, Dude, some there's them... so many good ones. And then there's the Flyers. It stinks. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the Flyers one's not do, great. You can't do anything, really, with the Flyers. There, there's so many other teams that have know, alternate you can't logos. You logo, Joe. Yeah. God forbid you, could you do change any the of the Flyers... color inversion of the logo. If well, you change the Flyers logo to a Wawa Goose, nobody would care. <laughs> Especially that Schwarberfest is back in action with his home runs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Fest. Wawa Goose is 100% acceptable as the Flyers' new logo. But my I'm, actually, I'm, I'm pretty good with the Flyers retro jerseys, mainly because I, I can't tell you the last time that I've been able to buy a white Flyers jersey. I haven't in 2010. Uh, for like the Winter Classic? Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty good one. This one's, I don't know. I just, seeing all of the, the Canucks one's great. Mm-hmm. The, Panthers the Panthers one, one is, is really good. Yeah, the Panthers went back to that baby blue, which I really enjoy. Colorado doing the Rockies one is great. Yeah, but that's where they're they're pulling from their history. Our history is just this logo. Yeah, it's we don't just, have we don't have alternate it, logos. Like even really, the, you can only do so many combinations of orange, black, and white. And also, Florida like did it's something completely different. We need a logo yeah. like well, maybe do a so Phantoms Florida, logo from. Uh, Florida used to have the palm tree and hockey stick as like the sh- the shoulder piece on their yeah. like sh- like on the when the Panther was jumped because I remember that from like John Van Beesbrook. I'm but, pretty um, sure it also it used to be the logo of a team maybe that was in a different league they they like kind of migrated to the NHL or something but I'm pretty sure that definitely has roots. Um, it's been in like every NHL game. That's really all I know. Um, as an option for their jersey, so it definitely has a connection. Maybe they get a Firebirds alternate jersey, or a—I uh, don't know what they're going to do. Uh, what, what they, they can't do anything with the logo. That's really what it comes down to. The Rangers have alternate logos. The Penguins have had alternate logos in the years past. The Flyers haven't changed right. their logo since it began. It's a great logo. It's one of the most other than the 2008 3D version of it, or whatever. Well, they did it on the Stadium Series one, where they made it all black too. Yeah. Other than two years ago when they put a line through it. 
<laughs> or the gold the gold plated one for the 50th yeah anniversary. maybe maybe they should just make a kate smith statue as the logo to appease they the should old just fans invert the colors of it like do like an all white logo with the circle being orange still or something you can yeah. fucking change it you can buy a hockey fights cancer jersey doyle you but, can support the call, but we're already paying Limblom's waiver. We're still paying the buyout right now. We don't need to do anything. <laughs> How much longer are we gonna play that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's we're, people. I someone's gonna, an Oscar Strong shirt. Someone's so. gonna isolate go. that audio and it's like, here's where the Broad Street Bully podcast is problematic. <laughs> gonna get lambasted, <laughs> but no one cares enough. Um, <laughs> if you if you put Kate Smith on the front of the jerseys, they'd be like, "What does an aircraft carrier have to do with Flyers history?" They'll be like, "Wait a minute, how much more do we have to weigh these players down with their equipment?" Now we had that big that big caboose on there. Even her shadow weighs as much as a pickup truck. Are you implying she was not a frail woman, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> I would imply that she was on the larger side. Yes, Gritty has a similar buttocks. What if they put gritty on the the jersey? That'll be total sellout, right? It's like a, a, a uh, gritty. That would be the, yeah. Nobody would be mad about that. It would sell. Everyone would buy. It. Even non Flyers fans would buy it. Yeah, a lot of people would buy it, but the uh, that would be the ultimate. The like purists would absolutely hate it. Honestly, I don't think I'd like it. I think it's yeah, kind of shitty. You wouldn't like it. You hated gritty for the longest time because I, like I hate him. All right, listen, yeah, Billy yeah, Joel. It wasn't for the longest like... time. It was like a week, <laughs> two weeks. I could go for it, a gritty like uh, arm patch, similar to what the Phantoms used to have when they used to have the actual. Oh yeah, Phantom flex. Yeah, yeah. I could go for that. That'd be cool. Yeah, like yeah, I they could should see put that. flex on the jersey. Dude, flex was the fucking man. He also was scary, but he was so mysterious. He was a great should skater. Just be, should just be Neil Little, it's his face in a patch. <laughs> Neil Little and Colin White. <laughs> and he Frank Bialois, but hopefully don't have a hot mic on him. He likes to say things. Oh yeah, no, 1990s Frank Bialois when he wasn't on social media telling people how much he hates other people and <laughs> saying questionable things about people of certain backgrounds. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. I don't know. We're yes, allegedly. Friends. I don't know. I've, just, he I've heard. I've heard, I've heard things. <laughs> but are yeah, are we going to? Uh, are we going to meet up at the um, Ottawa game, November 12th for Drew? Hmm. Oh yeah, I guess we could. Maybe we'll talk about that when the. Mics I thought you were going to talk about. Are we going to meet up in April? I'm like Jesus Joe, let's get Joe. through the rest of the. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Oh, it depends if I can get World Series tickets or not. Let's be honest. <laughs> Might be in the press box for the be. Ottawa game. Don't know yet. Yeah. Depends if my busy schedule can fit it in. I haven't been to a game since Drew's last game, and I won't be back till they trade back for him. So probably not. You know, it's fine. But um, I trade back for him. This is the next best thing, Drew. No, no, it's not. Uh, just uh, my, my diaper machine will be gone by then. I'm really not feeling good about November, guys. October's been a really good month for me. I got to watch a lot of playoff baseball. I mean, it's just been. You're going to get a knockoff from China, and it's going <laughs> to give frostbite to your dinghy. Probably, yeah. This one was very set at 43 degrees. That way, no no frostbite needed. But, uh, guys, we're. Uh, yeah, Drew's insurance isn't going to cover the. It's only going to cover Chinese it for so off. long. All right, can you just yeah. let me enjoy my life for a couple more days? Jesus Christ. You guys are just shitting all over my parade. God. Anyway, what I wanted to say was... Have you put on Icy Hot and then put on the die-die? No. But no, I'm you should try that. Tell me. Report back how it is so I know if I need to All right, to good. One. So, guys, if you didn't need any reason to listen next week, now you do. The Flyers this week are playing on Thursday against the Panthers, 7 p.m. Saturday against the Hurricanes, 7 p.m. to finish out October. We'll be back next week to wrap up the month of October. Hopefully, by that point, the Phillies are getting ready to play in the World Series. Hopefully, by that point, the Sixers start winning some games. And hopefully, by that point, 
the Eagles hopefully are. St- the Flyers aren't three and five by then either. Yeah. Well. Well. Hopefully. Yeah. Three and Jesus Christ. I hope they didn't lose any games this week <laughs> at all. Since we did this early, and it's not our fault. Who cares? We got some great entertainment. Joe, do you want to plug anything before we let everyone go? No. All right. Well, guys, if you want to do anything, you could definitely check me on. I actually, I got some, uh, I got some podcast listeners to follow me on Instagram. Thank you for that. At Drew Papsky, P A B H S K Y. I got a great show coming up in Delco. It's an actually amazing lineup. It's for a good cause, uh, for um, for charity. It's a beef and beer cash bar. Is it a hip surgery charity? No, it's not for me. It's not for me. It's for another. <laughs> it's another family member uh, who's dealing with kidney d- uh, disease and needs a transplant. It's a cash bar buffet, twenty five dollars. Great comedians on there, besides myself. Um, it's going to be in Delco and Clifton Heights. Where could you get more Delco than that? It's going to be awesome. So go on my social media at Drew Papsky. Check it out. Make sure you follow us on all social media so people could keep tagging us and shit that we don't want to be tagged in. And I, I've done yes. tag it. Yeah, read your ad also, real quick. listen to Drew's new podcast that he's going to leave us for eventually. No, the Philly Goat no. ad. Hey, guys, oh, don't sorry. forget to check uh, promo code bully at checkout on philigo.com. That's promo code bully at checkout on philigo.com. You get 10% off your entire order. That means you can buy a cool Phillies gear to wear for the World Series parade, hopefully. That way you can get laid at Xfinity after spending $100 on two beers to impress some drunk chick that's going to lose your number and break her phone and cry by the end of the night. But, hey, we've all been there. you got to get in traffic to get hit. You know what I'm saying? That's or what... you could pass out on the couch upstairs, the same upstairs where the Phillies team just celebrated. Exactly. I the VIP night club. Joe has done that. room that champions are partying in. That's exactly, well, hopeful of champions, right? So, yeah. This, thank- this episode has also been a dry run. So, when Joe can finally replace Drew as the uh, podcast or when Drew leaves us, <laughs> when Drew leaves us, yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. All right, guys, how happy are your childhoods? I'm not leaving you yet. Uh, but make sure you go to philgood.com promo yes, code. You would know. I ain't going to talk about it. We'll check you guys next week. Go Flyers. This has been the Broad Street Bully Podcast. With your hosts, Drew Papsky, Jeff, and Doyle. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. Check out BroadStreetBully.net for the latest episodes and daily content about the Philadelphia Flyers. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at the BSB Podcast. Yeah, da, 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 da.